see it. The modest mouth is in the building. And in the building is We Are Live. Hey, everybody. It's We Are Live. Chris Simmons, Travis Sorrell. Excited to be here. Midco Studio, Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, this idiot has a modest mouth t-shirt on. Thanks to Bite Jack for making that possible. You can purchase them online or something. Uh, we've got Travis Terrell here. It is Friday, and it's a holiday weekend. I keep forgetting. It's holiday weekends is gonna be no labor, though it's Labor Day. It's okay. You can work, you can eat, you can celebrate, but for all you who work full-time, congratulations, you get a three-day weekend. Want to thank everybody for coming out to Happiest Hour last night. Packed house, oh cannot God. believe it. There's uh, a dog even in there, Chris. There was. Alonzo uh, did a little time. He did one more, and he's gonna get out of here. Uh, it was a good time. <laughs> he's on to Second City, isn't yeah, that Alonzo? That's right. He uh, he's a hell of a performer. No, big thanks to Young Professionals at Gateway Pet Guardians as our featured partner, and thanks to everybody. It was packed, man. It was a good time. Sophie's uh, bringing it back next Thursday, so. Happy Hour 4, show at 6. Uh, Chris Gardner's here. He's also wearing a uh, blue shirt. Oh, come on. Uh, oh, come on. What, like, what, is he, what is Chris Gardner wearing? Feels like 2008 all over. What is Gardner Hello, fellow Modest Mouth band member. Hello, mate. Bandmate. Yes. Band, we're bandmates. Our mates are bands. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Walnuts. Happy Friday. Ooh. Modest Mouth Friday. It is. Chris, are you feeling it? Do you want to jump in on it? This is not, look, this train. An MMF. It's about to Modest take off. Modest Mouth Friday. It oh, is. Okay. Uh -huh. This train is taking off, my friend. It's on its way. Carnegie Hall. Do you want to jump aboard? Here's your chance because once it's moving, it's gone. I like to do oh, the wow. Sheldon first. I mean, that's what I mean. I'm going for the tune up. I can do that. It's fine. What are you thinking? You got a little something mouth? You got something in your mouth? Mm -mm. I know a few people around town who no. can tell us what's been in it. Huh? No. <laughs> I'm talking about sex acts. Oh, yeah. We, I... Mm hmm. Wow. Do you want to jump in on I'm this? I'm all right. You guys, uh, I think your best is a two-piece. Okay. I think uh, you've got a real outcast situation going on here, and uh, I'd hate to flavor uh, flavor my way into that. We could use a percussionist at some point. We probably. could. Maybe even a hype man. Just can you hype, can you hype the crowd up? No. In okay. a mouth band, is it better to have a percussionist with no rhythm? Just to add to the jazzy nature of your performance. I see what you're saying. Or do you need someone to drive the bass, mouth bass lines with great mouth percussion? It probably helps to have rhythm, just to have that foundation. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can always jazz it up without the rhythm, but it's, it's important at some point that you have some, some type of rhythm in you. That, that generally helps when you're making what the kids call music. Mm. Who said let the rhythm take over 
Is that Gloria Estefan? That's what I thought. Uh, maybe Ricky Martin. Somebody from South Beach. Is that Beach. that conga song? Yep. And I like I'm tr- I've been working on my Grammy speech mm-hmm. because it's, you gonna try for an EGOT. I think I'm on my way. Yeah. Because I can't I I can write a play, so that would give me the Tony. I can write a TV show that would give me the Emmy. I can write a feature film that would give me the Oscar. Can you though? Yeah, yeah. I can write a music album that will give me the Chris. Grammy. So I would indeed be in a position to get an EGOT. I didn't think about that until right now. That's not what it's about, though, for me. It's oh, never wow. been about awards and butt-naked-ass women and things like that. It's it's never been about the beautiful women clinging onto my arm. It's never been about the three, four Bentleys in the garage. It's about getting people out of their seat, making them feel good about themselves. And I feel like my mouth is capable of doing that my mouth is capable of making people feel good and that's kind of been my goal most of my adult life using my mouth to make people feel tingly to make people feel excited to get people out of their seats and so i'm just happy to be in a position where my mouth can do the talking so happy mm-hmm. so how, how, how did you enjoy yesterday's festivities? <laughs> I, I also hear there was a pop-up at Gaslight. Yeah, we did a little uh, pop-up show after the happy hour show. It went really well. Did some karaoke after. There was video of me uh, singing some kind of a karaoke What song. were you singing, sir? I don't even remember. Oh, like, boy. I, so that I got yeah. pulled up like four or five times. That many cocktails, huh? No, no. I got pulled up several times. And I was like, I don't know. Why do you, like... Karaoke's fun if someone can kind of carry a tune. If people can't sing, it's just weird. It's just like, well, we got to sit through this for another two and a half minutes. Mm. I'm terrible. That's why you got to use your energy, man. Oh, right. Well, yeah, you do the little talking in between lines. You got to. Maybe people appreciate my crowd work in the karaoke. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Find a song with that that has some talking in between. By the way, I. What about that sunscreen song? What's the sunscreen song? You talk the whole time? No. Remember, wear sunscreen. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Boz Lerman no. in the night? <laughs> Wasn't that his name? I don't know. Well, I hope it was. <laughs> <laughs> ask, me who, ask me who my state representative is right now. Who is your state? Don't know. Okay. Boz Lerman. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely Boz, Boz Lerman. Boz. Is it B-O-Z? B-A-Z. Do you want to know about uh, sunscreen? Do I want to, like the song or sunscreen in general? Either. Like SPFs? Do you use an SPF, Travis? Do you use sunscreen? It was on I now. Have. That's I started, what I call music too. I now I started using sunscreen actually this summer. Because you I, got burnt in Brooklyn, I didn't did, you? I did. I got burnt in Brooklyn. I, I, one of the fun things I enjoyed doing while I was up in New York was walking throughout the neighborhoods just in the one day i 
forgot how freaking hot it was because I'm a brother and melanin. That heat dome. But uh, that yeah, I got caught in the heat dome. I was just walking a few blocks. Heat and dome. I got home at the end of the night and I was like, man, the top of my forehead feels like some old toast. Hmm. What that about? What to do? It burned a brother. So Sometimes from that moment it forward, uh, be like that. It do mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, melanin lost this round to the sun. And so, therefore, our brother has been getting his sunscreen. And here's what happens when black people, when black people figure out something for the first time, we cannot wait to tell everybody else about it. So I have been telling all my homies about sunscreens. Like every chance I get, they like, hey, hey, man, I'm about to run to the store real quick. Hey, put some sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the house without, but put some, put some on your kid too. Put put some sunscreen on. Gotta use a whole bottle on that big old head. Hey, hey, oh boy, here you maneuver. School has already started. Why are you here? What were you saying about my sister Melanin? Ah, that is not just sister. I'm talking about skin. She look a lot like me. Ah, I don't. She lives across the town. Oh, that's well, that's. Dad gets nervous when she comes around. Mom. Well, you know, maneuver. There are some things in life that you'll learn as you get older. Okay, don't. How old are you? 104? Okay, Maneuver. How old are you? Fat ass. Now, listen here. Your dumb ass. Why you, why you ain't in class? Ass. Yeah, you a dumb oh, ass. Your dumb ass should be in class, but here you are out in these stupid ass streets, dummy. Broke ass mouth band shirt on. Oh, uh, broke ass mouth band? I bet you this mouth band will please your mama. <laughs> nice. It'll be tough for you to do because mama Oops. ain't a dude. Oh, no. Now everyone knows. You want to hear the lyrics to Sunscreen? No! What is this song? I've yes. never heard of this song in my entire life. I, I, I'm Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, wear sunscreen. You don't remember this? Uh-uh. It's like I a spoken was word thing. What so. is this thing? Can we, can we, is there, it was is Henry thing? Rollins I, doing no, like spoken word? It was word? spoken word, and it was like a beat to it. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Please, but, God, don't. Uh, but you don't remember that? I don't think so. I want to say... Everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Boz Lerman. I want to say it was it charted, maybe. <laughs> I have no sources to back that up. <laughs> All right, good Friday, everyone. Official chart history for sunscreen. Did it chart? Oh shit! In the UK, it was number one. Oh, wow. Is he an, is Boz Lerman a, a person or a band? a person he's austrian okay i was gonna ask if they're foreign australian excuse me <laughs> he's a film oh, director no. Oh, no. what's happening huh well good for boz yeah uh-huh he did chart and he made the hot 100 everybody's free to wear sunscreen peaked at number 45 it's pretty good yeah. how many do you have on the hot 100 travis i probably have four right now mm. I don't like to talk about it because I'm a pretty humble guy, as you guys know. Four? So. Okay. What do you think? You're Billie Eilish? <sighs> she wishes she was me. Does she? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, we have a question. I'm kind of a big deal in parts of America. International screenwriting? That's what they tell me. Mm-hmm. I don't say anything about What's it. What's your next international project? I don't know. Oh, it's a poutine commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I don't know what my next project is going to be. I'm working on a, a project uh, about uh, a couple guys who do a podcast. Oh. Thinking about making it a sitcom. Oh. What are you going to call it? <laughs> are they live? <laughs> I can't argue with that. Hmm. It's going to be a pretty sweet-ass show. Good I think I'm you. just going to have an all-black cast, too. 
had this guy named Chucky Guards. And then... Uh, Does he smoke menthols? Chucky? Chucky Guards. Had to change yeah. some names to protect some people's identity. Some people don't want to be on a grid. What is this, Law and Order? And instead of, like, crystals, he likes to play with, like, pebbles. Oh. Yeah. Like, he gets powers from pebbles. From and he minerals? Likes to, yeah. And instead of being a ghost hunter, he actually just hunts people who are already alive. That's a serial killer. Mm. Tomato, tomato. Mm. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, oh, take it, take it away. No, I was uh, just gonna I was, say last night. Yeah, where's he going? No, yeah, I was just I was gonna say. The anxiety. No, no, I was gonna say last night. Uh, the comedy was a flowing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how well that went. Meredith, Huge thanks to Jack Daniels. Meredith was amazing. Jovan Bibbs was amazing. Nathan was amazing. Great lineup, and then it was a young up and comer, a young pup, a comedian. Some would say. Hmm. What was his or her name? He went by the name of Travis Terrell Gregory. Oh, boy. What? Yeah. You dropped that in there. Yeah, I did. Kind of slipped it in there, didn't I? Second time that's ever (laughs) happened. First time it's ever happened on purpose. What a delightful (laughs) evening, though. What a... Yeah, tell you what. It was like watching. It was like Rodney Dangerfield, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin... And Ellen DeGeneres, what a performance from those folks last night, right? Huh? We're no. watching history in the making. I listen. I, I'm a huge fan of Javon Bibbs. I'm so a funny. big, big so fan. So funny. Like I am. Uh, he is in my top ten comedians. Period. There you go. He's just such a. He's, he's, I want the world for him. I want the world to see how incredibly funny he is. He's a great writer. He's a brilliant performer. And it really was really cool to have him as part of our first happy hour event uh, here at our building. And it, it couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better kickoff event as far as you had the crowd. I, I think people enjoyed themselves. People even stayed afterwards after the show to continue to drink and fellowship. And there were new faces. That's what I enjoyed. There were people we hadn't seen Random before. People. Random individuals. It's always great to be able to have, of course, your loyal listeners your loyal audience show up to these events. We're always appreciative of them, but we always want to see new faces, and there were plenty of new faces last night. So we thank you all for coming out. We really do appreciate that. And, and congratulations to you, Mr. Demi. You have been working your ass off for months, putting something together, uh, getting it sponsored, and you, sir, deserve a hearty tip of the cap. It was a brilliant event, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. It like a mouth like band tribute? It, it was bad. It wasn't that big, oh, okay. but you're getting there. You're getting day. there, Sporto. One day, one day. But it was it was a great event. You did a great job, and, and a salute to everyone uh, who made it happen. Did Part the, of the Mid Coast Comedy Series. Mm-hmm. I was pointing to the sticker. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh yeah, I, uh, I added a sticker to the uh, collection. How can we get one of those cool stickers, bro? Come to Happiest Hour. Oh, Thursday. Sophie's. What do you guys uh, listen? I'm I'm I know I'm going uh, wild here, Gardner. I don't have the uh, this isn't I don't know if it's on the rundown order, but for the weekend, do you guys do anything big on Labor Day weekend? No, just chill. Yeah, enjoy the time. I'm gonna off. be cleaning. You gonna scoot? Oh, I went scooting last night. Uh-huh. He goes, I can't make comedy. I have things to do. Mm-hmm. And then he went scooting. scooting. I was in Forest Park. Good. I went over Showing off your non-regulated speed. I got a couple of looks from some cyclists, which as I went by, I smirked. I felt myself smirking. Good. Because they were like, wait, wait. 
It's going a little faster. Oh, they're they're going to tell on you. Oh, they're going to tattle. They're going to tattle. They're going to tattle, tattle. Oh, they probably today, tattling this morning. Hey, big they uh, tattling. They gotta the catch me, up. man. Big you I, can't catch me in that park. You're gonna be known as ain't like, no park ranger gonna catch me. You're gonna be like uh, the dragon on How to Train Your Dragon. Like no one's ever like seen the dragon before. They just see it. They just like see like blurbs of it going by because it's so freaking fast that's what you're going to be people like i heard about this scooter legend that comes to forest park and he rides faster than any vehicle in the park i had it up to on a decline today coming into work i had it up to about 28 miles per hour just flowing 28 yeah. man you you because you. i had a i was going on a decline roads where you're going you don't need roads it was nice it was nice. I just I opened it up. I had found a smooth patch of road. Thirty miles per hour is it was getting close. It's, it's dangerous. It's smoking, my it friend, fun. on those things. It was fun. All I'm just saying is, I don't know if you've ever hit a pothole at thirty miles per hour. Not on the scooter, no. Okay, I would <laughs> recommend you do your best to avoid. Oh yeah. A pothole going at that speed. Yeah, that's gonna not end up well. For that me. will not end up well. Your arm will probably end up in the your back. I gotta tell you, I love these the multi-use paths over at Forest Park though, because I had the scooter on that yesterday for a good amount of time. I was trying to go through different areas. The bike lanes Man. for you though, right? Huh? You can use the bike lanes. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Okay. Yeah. Because I was, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I tried to figure out why traffic in St. Louis City is just so unnecessary congested, and it is because of the bike lanes. So please utilize the hell out of those things because it annoys me that the, it's the reason why traffic is more congested in the city. Yeah, you're going to have issues. And, and, of course, they've taken away some lanes to put bike lanes in. Yeah. But they're trying to I've get taken away a lot there. of lanes. Yeah, you're trying to put bike lanes everywhere, which you probably want in an urban area. All right, so what are they doing to make sure people get on, you know, bikes? I don't know. Exactly. So you're just taking up valuable street space for cars for these dumbass bike lanes that no one's using, and you're putting them in areas what do you mean? where people aren't. Also, for example, around Perina, there are a vast amount of bike lanes. Yeah. So they reduce, which was a... A, a highly used road that was for two lanes is now down to one. Are you talking about Shoto? Maybe. Okay. But it was formerly two lanes. Now it's down to one. They did well, that everyone on uses. Well, everyone needs too. that road to go to and from work to jump on 40, either to head out to Barnes, to head out Central West End, head out yeah. to West County. Nevertheless, in order to get there, you have to take you know places like Shoto around Perina to get on the highway, but it's a one-lane road. Yeah. But it's mind, a two lane. It would have been a two lane road if it wasn't for the bike lane. So my thing is, people are there's congestion now in the morning yeah, and rush the, hour because there was congestion there before too. But now uh, it's more. Yeah, but I I'm for adding bike lanes, I, and I can take away I'm lanes. Okay, well, stay bike. in the bike lanes then. Don't smirk and look back at me when you're not using it. Who are you talking about? You know the, the people up in South in, in the in Tower Grove. Oh, I had a good I had a good one this morning. Big cycling took a loss, took an L. Yeah, from, uh, you from ran, me. You ran one, ran him over. Finally, somebody ran one so, over. Thank you. I am oh. again. I support cycling and get on your bike and ride, Queen. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, as I was turning, I saw him coming up real hard to the stop sign to just buzz through it. But it was my turn to go. Yeah, and I'm like mid lane, and I just went. And I looked them right in the eye. I was like, you stop. And they like did a sheepish stop at the stop sign. Yeah. 
I'm all no, for you. No, that's fair. I'm it all for is. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. And you made a point. I did. And I'm all for you Eye pissing contact. off. I'm all for you pissing off cyclists. So, yes, do that. I'm not but I'm not, I'm I don't want to be mistaken to... for the guys that throw a can at them and tell them to get off yeah. the road. Like, that's not what I want to do. I guess do. in a way I'm trying to piss it off, piss them off in a way. But all I'm really wanting is just equality. Mm. That's all. Amen. Needed to be said. Don't regulate me without regulating others. And that's isn't all. It, and because, isn't it, like, I, the, when I was on the multi-use path yesterday, I found a spot that was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, there's some twists and turns and curves. And I made sure that there was no one in the area at the time, but I, I let loose at that point and kind of took some turns. It was a little tight. I, I almost went off at one point off the path because I took it too fast trying to go. I'm trying to be cute. I, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to I, I want to see ladies. what I can do. I, I want to see what I can do. I I'm going to get hurt at some point. Um, you, I, I mean, you don't have to. I don't have to, but I'm kind of having fun pushing it right oh, now. Oh, boy. Calm down, I got to tell you, I'm enjoying pushing yeah, it right now. I'm going to cross a line at some point. Calm down, Travis Pastrana. And uh, we'll see what happens. But over by Steinberg and over by the lake over there. Look at you. you can you weave. Oh, just weaving through oh, you there. You were really all up in Forest Park. Oh, yeah, I went over to the History Museum. Damn. The History Museum and I guess if you're going 30 miles per hour, you can get around to the park pretty quickly. Sat by you? the Muni, smoked a couple cigarettes before I got back on, head back home. Isn't it frustrating, though, that the city responded so quickly to how fast scooters were going in Forest Park before they addressed really perhaps, weird. you know, that whole gun situation yeah, in the area. Yeah. No, it's okay. The soccer team will uh, take up the responsibility of uh, gun ownership. Perhaps, just the, right? the expediency in which they address how fast scooters were going inside the park. Yeah. Yet, well, you know, that whole, let's see if we can get our leaders back into session to discuss a incredibly growing crime epidemic in our city that's absolutely killing young people. Mm-hmm. But the scooters are fast. Let's slow them down, Chris. Well, they Let's slow the scooters down. The, the thing is, they seem to have a solution in mind there. Ah, um, interesting. The difference. Where in the other case, there's really not. They might have one idea at this point. Maybe. And, well, maybe a couple. And then they're just not sure how to implement them. I, w- I think so. I don't have a. I I don't say I have a a solution that will completely eradicate some of the issues. But I would love to see. And this is where I said I think other businesses can be involved, like the Worldwides and the Perinas. I would love to see maybe a, a a very extensive large gun buyback program. And I think I'm not saying that's going to get all the guns off the streets but i would have loved to see right like forcing it though or like i mean just uh, incentivizing people to turn in their guns okay specifically in the st louis city area i I, there have been gun buyback programs that have worked in similar urban areas like st louis i would love to maybe see an attempt. And again, I'm not saying that's going to completely clean up the streets, but it's again, one it of the, won't, it the won't, but I think it's better than, I don't know. Well, no, they're trying to implement the one, I guess, overarching plan that they've, that cure or whatever, which I'm interested to know more about. They say the mediation zones are working, um, where, you know, I was at, is it, is it conflict resolution zones? Something essentially where, if parties are having an issue, 
They come together. There's a mediation. So they like shoot at each other in this one That's not area. How it's so it's closer no, where it's you're not more. But essentially, it's a way to, hey, let's clear the air before it escalates, and it actually has worked in some urban cities. I know. I believe they've used it in Miami. I believe they've used it in L.A. So there are cities. I think they've tried it in Chicago to mix results, but it has produced some solutions. I, I guess what I'm ultimately saying to, to wrap up my point is that I, those are the things I had in mind when I say you can bring in the powers that be here in St. Louis together. That wouldn't necessarily require political wrangling in order for it to be a thing. Here's, I think my... My main point for me at this moment is try things. If they fail, I'm okay with that, right? Yes, now. yes. And I think, yeah, and that's, it, yeah. And if you're spending money and they fail, I'm going to have to be okay with that right now. Absolutely. But doing nothing is not an option. Doing nothing is not an option. That's ultimately what I'm saying. Uh, so and I'm, that's I'm okay why with I, failing and trying to do something. And to that point, I think we talked about this about a week ago. I, mean, I think this is where you kick and scream. This is where you, you talk to your alderman. This is where you talk to your representatives. You go, hey, we open the newspaper every day. We need you guys to put pressure on the, either the folks in Jeff City or this governor. And they're starting to. And then it's starting to build. But this is where the people have to truly you know, stand up and say, this is, you can't just say that the pro tem, I think said the Senate pro tem for uh, the state of Missouri said, uh, I think last week, you know, we just don't have a solution. So we elect you for to come up with this. Yeah, no, That's this what is, we, we send you to, this is where to you the Capitol for, to, is, to come up with solutions. This is where you hold elected officials accountable. Exactly. So I hope people do that. Yeah. I'm it's, hoping. It's exactly the situation where you hold people accountable. San Antonio, uh, they recently did one to uh, positive results. And maybe that's in, involved in that cure program that they've been talking about here recently, trying to implement. Or at least the city's doing like an emergency implementation, but they're, to fully do it, they're going to need funding from the state, yeah. which is why they've asked the state to go into a special session, and Governor Parson um, quickly rejected that idea because they're already going to be in special session to make sure uh, rural folk can buy cars properly. Um, and then they didn't they do the special session a year ago for the abortion bill that was just recently rejected by a federal judge? Maybe I don't, I don't recall exactly because okay. there was a lot going on with that one. There was, a, and then of course, yeah, and the whole Grinds thing. It was just a lot in general yeah. going on. I don't recall what what the special session would have been last year. Yeah, I'm not just thinking. I mean, guys, you're not. <laughs> they're fishing. They're hunting. They're, you're not doing anything right now. <laughs> what you... Well, Governor Parson was recently in St. Louis and in an urban area. And uh, St. Louis City, I should say, to clarify, obviously an urban area. But uh, meeting with people, I think in North St. Louis, like around Hamilton and I can't remember the cro other cross street. But took like a tour of that area with someone, a CEO of an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, that's trying to make streets better. And they're walking around, and Governor Parson, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, asked where people go to the grocery store. And the guy looked at him and quickly shot back, they don't have one. Mm. And mm. so it kind of explains maybe people outside even of the St. Louis area are out of touch with the issues within the city limits, possibly don't care. 
I know it's um, not a don't care. Have not really gone to populous areas to maybe they don't think they need, they're going to get votes there anyway, so they just don't consider it that much. They obviously have no. They're ignorant, very ignorant. Our state leaders are uh, at high levels are very ignorant. I think they're willfully. Um, I think and willfully so too, because of what I just said. There, they're not going to get votes. And but my thing is, especially in some of the conservative pockets of the state, like you're going to win it anyway. It's a you have a supermajority. If you're a Republican, you, short of beating your wife and mistress, you're going to get reelected. And even then, you probably may get an extra few votes if you did that. So it's not as if you supporting gun control in St. Louis and Kansas City is going to lose you favor with your own base. Because mm. you're not talking about your neighbors. You're talking about a city that's hundreds of miles away. So why do you give a damn if they have guns or not? Right. Which is why city leaders have started asking the state, hey, can you let us try and go this? Right. Bit? And that's what Lyda Cruzen recently like, introduced, uh, saying like, trust- hey, can we at least discuss st louis and i think if you are or let us try and do something on our own if you're not going to help out exactly and leave because that, the, yes. st louis has done things on their own before and the state has rejected it like the minimum wage minimum wage um and then the state gets involved so people and and rightfully so at times piss on st louis city leaders for how they they have act they, they what, definitely what they deserve their, their their moment but there are times where we've tried to do things and then the bigger government, the state government gets involved and won't allow it. So, I mean, it's 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 tough. That's maybe that's and maybe that ultimately is the solution. Maybe it's just simply as, hey, can you guys just let us do our thing? In the meantime, when it comes to this particular issue, we're not saying open up the gate when it comes to minimum wage or any other issues that you're stuck on. But that's what I'm talking about as far as being reasonable. This is where the reasonableness is, comes in. If you are a person who who may even have conservative views. You don't think that's reasonable to at least allow Kansas City and St. Louis to address an, a serious epidemic? You can't tell, like, you can't ignore what we've been seeing. You can't sit up here and say you didn't see the story on the seven-year-old child getting shot, the eight-year-old child getting shot, the twelve-year-old child getting shot. You know it's happening. So it isn't just a bunch of liberals sitting around in a think tank just making up these incidents. We've see them in the paper every day. So why not just say, you know what, St. Louis? You know the issue better than most. I live in Bonterre. I live in Farmington. I don't know Wait, what those whoa, cops face whoa. every day. There are thousands of other cities. You just <laughs> well, say those. Uh, Joplin. Wow. I'll throw Joplin in there. St. Joe. But there are other places that you're just not familiar with what goes on in the city of Kansas City and the city of St. Louis. Can you at least allow those representatives to at least help their own citizens? I think that's reasonable. Uh, if the president sometimes has people pee on him, why can't our city leaders? That's from the Triangle Assassin. <laughs> my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> God, I knew it. I knew it when I had said it. Oh, man. Um, Answer the question. I will not. I would like you to. My Triangle Assassin deserves an answer. Don't you? I ain't peeing on nobody. Okay. I thought about it. No, I haven't. Oh, I've no. not. I, you know, I will say oh, I've no. never thought about peeing on anybody or spitting on anything. Like I don't like spitting on people is just vile. Like, like I've, I, I've been. I think everybody's been pissed off. You've been pissed off to the point where you wanted to spit on someone, though. I've spit on people. Yeah. You've spit on people. I spit on my what? Little, I spit on my little brother. What? I was naked at the time. He's oh, the story. yeah. 
when he pissed on me. How old were you? I don't remember. But he pissed on you. Why did he pee on you? Because we had one bathroom in the house. He had to go to the bathroom. I was naked getting ready to take a shower. And I was using the bathroom, sitting on the toilet before I got in the Why didn't you just let him get in the bathroom, Chris? Because I was using the bathroom already. Man, but he had to pee. I was sitting on the toilet. Oh, okay. Can you not listen? Oh, sorry. My bad. I thought you was getting in the bathroom. No, I was going to after I was done. (laughs) And then... He peed on you. We lived on 17 acres of land. He could have gone outside on the side of the house. (laughs) And he pissed all over my chest. I screamed. Ran out of the bathroom, tackled him to the ground, started spitting on his face. My dad threw me off him. My dad walked in, didn't know what the hell was going on, assumed it was my fault, right. threw me into the couch. I'm naked, got thrown in the couch, got piss all over me. Oh. And then my dad, I explained what that. happened, and my dad said, why would he pee on you? And I'm like, you don't believe me? And I ran to the back, and we had the three diamond-shaped glass windows in the back wood door. Is that when you punched it? And I was going to punch it and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to punch it like this. And I went like that and then bam, and now I have a scar on my wrist from when it went. Oh, it's Blood started spurting out. Yeah, I would be upset. I would be upset too. So yeah, I spit yeah. on my brother. Okay, that's fair. That's a good example of why you would spit on someone. Chris, what do you have to offer? Oh, just uh, individual. Oh God, you're an adult. Oh God, you're a young adult. Sweet Jesus! At least he was a child, man. Oh. At least it was a sibling. You just spit on a stranger. Well, I mean, the follow-up punches are pretty. Oh God, and then you physically fought the individual. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Damn, Chris, you're spitting on people, dog. Uh, it was a. It was definitely a. Um, this ought to get him going. This will engage him. Sweet Jesus, man. That's uh, not my who, proudest who moment. Who are you? Not what is your proudest moment? Ooh. Um, happiest hour on every Thursday. I was hoping that oh, was good. There you that go. was good. You know I've what else ne- that makes me proud? What, the, what is that? Crazy? Farmington Fall Festival. You know what? <laughs> I know it's gone. I know it's gone. Barbecue, brews, blues. Blues, brews, barbecue. That's right. FarmingtonFallFest.com is their website. September 20th and 21st. Guess who's the MC? Carly. That's right. Carly Lawrence. In-game host for St. Louis Blues. Blues, brews, and barbecue. Head on down. They're only an hour south to Farmington. Check them out. Very good time. Lots of great events like a barbecue contest. they got a craft beer garden. All kinds of entertainment. Be sure to hop on down. Hop on down to uh, Farmington, September 20th and 21st. Hang out. Have a good time. I'm going to be there. Gardner might be there in the craft booth mm-hmm. uh, with the other uh, 57-year-old women that look just like him for mine. Now, Chris, I have to ask a question. No. Can a brother like me go? Can. I don't like your tone in that. <laughs> I'm about to say. Notice how it got higher pitched <laughs> as he went on. You can, can try. You can. See, he said a brother like me. But so. you know what? He says that, Travis says that to me when I ask if I can go to a certain restaurant mm-hmm. around here to get something. Uh, that is true. Like, hey, do I, I don't do know you, how it's going to go. And I don't want to say the name of the place, but I'll say, hey, do you think I could go over to so-and-so? It's a couple blocks away. He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have to go with me for uh-huh. me to go? Right. Do I need passage? It's, it seems like I need you to go yeah, with for me. For somebody that screams about... Uh, 
non <laughs> places not being inclusive. He sure knows a hell of a lot of places that aren't very inclusive. No, I say you can go to these establishments. I don't know how people will respond to you being there. Tom so, Brown's high school biology teacher used to spit on his entire class. He didn't really mean to, but the oh. class was like a shower. Man, I feel that, like there's nothing worse than a high schooler. Like they're just they're well middle schoolers, I guess. But uh, man, the things that we would recognize about our teachers and then use against them and make fun of them and made like it was daily conversation about how a guy would stare at one point of the room. What would you do if you had to recite the same stuff three to five hours a day to a bunch of idiots that don't want to be there? Uh-huh. Like you just lock in and get it done, right? <laughs> like you just ride it out get to your happy hour. Yeah, I mean, happiest hour. Mm-hmm. There it is. Te- I ain't a lot. Teaching is hard. Teaching just looks just. My mom did it for 27 years. <sighs> God bless her. She started in special education. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Does she have any tips on how to deal with Travis? And not to be funny, but this was before... <laughs> like I would Im- deserve awards. Yeah, and not only that, your mother, I would imagine, started before we had studies and protocols and methods that would make it easier today on teachers who work with special education. Yeah. students. So I, don't know I would where it was at that point. I'm not I'd have to ask her. Um it was the first ten years of her teaching career. Jeez, that's your first it, decade of teaching. Did ten years. Unbelievable. And then she went into like uh sixth grade geography history type. Her thing. patience meter must be like I've been told secret agent. I've been told that consistently at one point some 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 of the kids thought she was one of the meanest teachers around and i'm like meanest really i'm like you guys have no idea how to deal with her and they're like because i would go up to her class every once in a while and i just look around and i'm like and i would hear i would hear her sometimes when i'm walking up to the hall and she 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 she's a yeller and i could hear her yelling at the kids and i walked in laughing and they're like you could see him frightened and i'm like they have no clue like, if they knew her a little better, you just got to know how to turn it on her a little. I was, because she couldn't even ground me when I was younger. It's part of why I turned out the way I did. Well, and I learned that very quickly, because I was so annoying. That's hilarious. They didn't want me around after a certain Where did you around. develop this annoying gene, though? What happened? What, what made you into the gardener that you are today? Because I, I know, like... We know the story of the park benches and the cemeteries, but I feel like what is the origin story of one Chris Carter? What was the moment? What was your Batman moment where you fell down a well and then the bats were around you and you were afraid and you decided to become what you fear the most? I just wanted to mix so, it up. I wanted to have fun. I find do, it fun. But no, something it had to have been a girl. It had to have been somebody you were attracted to. It had to have been something that you saw. You saw a cool kid at school performing. I'm what, trying to like, was it something wanna, on TV? It'd have to be... A, no, I don't think so. I might need a therapy session to figure okay. it out. I think we should. I'm maybe we should make that a segment on the show. Like, well, we do a therapy session. I used to play gardener. doctor yeah. a lot when I was younger. Oh, the boy. neighbor girl. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I got caught on the tube slide in kindergarten. Oh, my no. pants down. No, Gardner. I mean, Dad maybe save in the this closet for the off with the air. Mm. Uh, All right. But it didn't really matter because like, I would just go on the sidewalk. And, well. But also, I, to, to allow myself some leeway here, I was allowed when I was like four, when we lived like in Winter Park, Florida, right. I would go to the beach every day with my mom. My dad would work. And I would just take all my clothes off and run around naked and play with He-Man figures. 
So I was used to being naked down there. I was naked a lot down there. You're okay with being vulnerable. And maybe not so much anymore. Ooh. <laughs> nice. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> Will you guys interview Lisa Guerrero and Country <laughs> Wayne later? Speaking of St. Louis Counseling Services. Oh, wow. What's their website? <laughs> Travis? St. Louis Counseling and the Google Box. Mm-hmm. org Online, you can see all the resources. Improving lives since 1955. St. Louis Counseling has school programs, counseling for individuals, and more. That's right. It works all types of insurance. Their services are fantastic. I've personally recommended now almost 10 people uh, to them. I will not give out names. I think that's illegal. Uh, <laughs> probably. But probably I, I can't say enough good that. things about what they've done and how they help folks. So check them out and be sure to check out Mental Health Matters online. Subscribe to the podcast today. That's right. stlouiscounseling.org online. Uh, Travis, we've got uh, Labor Day weekend, which somehow snuck up. I do want to talk more about Seattle. Uh, you're going to be up there. Uh, speaking of Seattle, your boys at Amazon. What do they do now? Oh, they're working with the popo, mm. with the fuzz, if you will. Oh, man. That's, I saw uh, this story the other day, and it did not make me feel good. But then again, that's just the news today. Amazon has apparently been working uh, with over 400 police departments across the country. You know those video cameras that are attached to people's door, the... The ring? Yeah, the ring. And so a lot of people have been installing these for security purposes in their house. Uh, it's very useful because you can see from your own phone who's at your door when you're not home or even when you are home. You know what's going on at your front door before having to approach it. And it is uh, one of those things that have taken off over the last couple of years and are in a lot of residential areas. Well, apparently... Amazon, who owns Ring, is teaming up with 400 or so police departments around the country to ultimately develop what appears to be a very large surveillance net. Now, they'll argue, of course, that this is for security purposes, you know, to help maybe police officers solve crimes that may take place in the area. But Big Brother is expanding. In a big way. Chris, are you concerned? Yeah, I mean, that, it, it gets down to that where it's just at the end of the day, the people, uh, whether they're called police or watchers or whatever you want to say, they're still people. And then that gets misused. Like you have to trust law enforcement or military or whatever to do certain things. But um, if people don't know that this is happening, I think that's kind of uh, that's dirty pool. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not smart for them. Like they have to do these things, right? Like no, they, they always don't. have. Well, no, they don't. They have to push the envelope. I should say. I'm not saying that they should do this in particular, but I don't know. It, it, it's they are a f- never-ending forward motion machine, and I don't know how that ever stops, slows down, or anything. It's it sucks. It, I mean, overall. I mean, I we mean, were going to get here. Well, yeah. yeah. We're I going mean, to get past here. Right. Yeah, and so the, and like, I, you we were on this path for a while. If the, if the Patriots or whomever, if you're not pushing that cheating edge, then you're going to get lapped, right? So if they're pushing boundaries on what they can do to prevent or stop crime, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they lose it. But then you get into the thing where it's just like, we're just not capable as humans or whatever technology we have to 
you can mathematically predict a lot of stuff with uh, statistics and all that good oh, stuff. Yeah. For sure, one million percent. But then at a certain point, there's just there's diminishing returns of what you're doing, right? But then it, then you're trying to well, mold I think and the shape. The use and of then statistics is the best way to go about it, right? Um, and I'm sure that's what their thought process yeah. is with this. Um, I guess the question starts becoming, you know, what is an acceptable public space? Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, these are private areas, right? Right. So I mean, you don't. Like that should there's, bother everybody. There's privacy issues involved in this. It, I would think. I mean, and maybe I'm missing something, but you know, where's privacy expected? Where is it not expected? Like, if you have it on a public street, a camera there, you don't have an expectation of privacy there. You just don't. No. And so, yeah, cameras could go anywhere. Um, and I know where I hang out, Central West End. The guy who owns that block, he owns my local watering hole. He's got 30 cameras on his block alone. The police come to him for footage, like once a week. <laughs> hey, something happened. We need to say, can we get somebody? He's like, yeah, sure. They come to him. But, but that's, a, that's his choice to put that on his private property. Um, so it's not even covered by the city at that point. But maybe that, maybe that, that helps in a way where they don't have to invest money on cameras there because right. they know someone, a private citizen, is doing it upon themselves. So he should be recognized for what he's doing to help the city and also try to help the businesses and the residents on his block. Um, but once you start, like, I, that's someone knowing what's going on, though. And then if you're on a public street, you should know that that's, you're not, you have no expectation of privacy there. Um, so you know that. I doubt the people buying these rings, whatever they're called, had the knowledge that this is a possibility. That was happening. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's where it gets shady is you have to at least give people the knowledge of what might be or could be and then allow them to make a decision at that point. It's, I mean, it is bullshit to not do that to someone and then you know, pull the rug out from under him in a way. Just because, like, whoa, what, what's going on here? Now, I will look forward to possibly if, you know, there's leaked footage of hilarious things happening and while crimes are happening. Right. So, like, the, uh, I, I like Fres- that. That Fresno makes me laugh. PD's best of race. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they make money off that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a blooper reel. Sure. Um, People slipping on uh, banana peels. <laughs> now, if you're able to do that and maybe monetize that and put more ca- cameras out in public spaces, then okay, fine. Here's a promotional maybe moment for both the police and Ring partnership. Over two weeks ago, a Ring surveillance cam helped police capture a man who had escaped from a Tennessee prison and allegedly killed a a prison employee. In that Mm -hmm. case, a couple awoke at 3.30 a.m. to a Ring alert saying that a man was on their property. They looked at the camera footage and recognized the man, Curtis Watson, and called police, officials said. Search teams were on the scene in minutes and arrested Watson. So that is perhaps some of the examples you would imagine the folks at Amazon and the police police departments will ultimately release. They're going to say right. that. But that's a private citizen being involved and the owner of that camera being involved, too. My question is, like, right. when they're not involved, right. that's the area. And I think that's the ultimate. Did you side with Iron Man or not? <sighs> that it is the question that was posed in Civil War. What was it? It was essentially uh, who controls... Where how do, you protect? How, how do you protect? And what do you give up? And who say, has the authority protected? to decide when and where that protection should go? 
So, for example, Tony Stark wanted there to be oversight, whereas Captain America's like, bro, I'm Captain America, and I even know America's too corrupt for this type of power. And that's... So is Captain America GOP? Captain America is woke. That's the fun part about this movie. The guy that's Captain America is actually the woke one. But he wanted no regulations. He wanted no regulations. He wanted no, he wanted no government oh. oversight. Oh. Shit. Cap is a Republican. So that's what I'm asking. Rats! <laughs> but I think in this, in this instance, yeah, I think if, if there's a case-by-case, case, certainly. But to develop a network, that's the scary thing because... That's too much autonomy. Well, like, that's and this too much too, power. Like, I know the, the police departments are involved, but this isn't necessarily government oversight we're talking about. This is a private company True. taking upon oversight, which is a little uncomfortable as well. It's very uncomfortable because, to your point, Gardner, you're exactly right. We were heading towards this anyway. Oh, yeah, we, it's going to happen. This was going to happen in some fashion, and now that it is indeed here, I just hope those who own rings or whatever type of product that they use. And I understand for having it for your own security. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have this for their homes. I think it's a, a great asset to have to protect your home. It's affordable. It's, again, something that, you know, we know, especially here in the St. Louis area, how high burglaries are, how home invasions are high here in this area. So I would absolutely support this for anyone. My fear is that putting it in the hands of people who have a terrible track record when it comes to privacy issues. Like this, the the government and the police have an extensive track record of being incredibly corrupt when it comes to privacy issues, and they are indeed people. So they're going to do what they can in their best interest. That's when the fear comes about, and I think that's a legitimate fear in this in 2019, especially as we continue down this path. If you're an attorney looking for like a niche, I think privacy law. Oh yes, agreed. If you're like getting out there and say, okay, what can I? There's an area I could focus on. Yeah. Exploit. Both. Yeah. yeah. Like, that might be the way because I don't see this slowing down. There's going to be a lot of conversations about it to try and figure out. Like, I don't think we, anyone knows exactly what is the no, right call. I think you're right. That's why there's going to be a lot of talk about it because they're going to try and wade into those waters and figure what that, what it might look like to society, to 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 people and i think we need to start having this conversation pretty quickly because you, you know you look at the drone technology now that's accessible you can go to walmart right now spend 200 bucks get yourself a drone that can fly around people's backyards you can fly atop people's roofs you know like you can like that i think this conversation is going to have to happen pretty fast and i think local governments well, think are going to have to step up quickly to address it because again it's been ongoing it's you know we've been distracted we with have, other things yeah well, i mean that whole so. the melting polar cast that's kind of freaking a lot of people out rightfully so but i think yeah it's very it's scary i'm not gonna lie like i have friends who own drones and they fly it over the neighborhood and i'm just like hey man i don't know if some of your neighbors care for your drone to be flying to drone the to second the floor of their home mm-hmm. or their backyard and I would have a problem if I'm chilling with my family in my backyard and I hear a flying above my home. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, it's time we have these, not only just the conversation, but find some solutions. This, this network, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that at all. This is, I ain't trying to, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, boys in blue. I, mean, I know you you're doing your best, but you guys don't have the best track record when it comes to handling people's privacy and. Right, but the. Same, ca- 
the case you the case you cited there, that's a good example of a citizen. It's almost like a citizen arrest. Like, yeah. Like that's that's good. That that's how it should work, work in concert like that, right? Right. But the fear is that it goes beyond that. Now that that is a good example and that's what you said. They said this could be positive uh PR for them. Uh, yes, because that's how it should work. The the fear, the paranoia comes from where does it go next? Yes. And the uncertainty, uncertainty will bring you paranoia. I think it's just, a, and I think it's, I think maybe back in the day we used to say things, especially after 9-11, what was the, the prominent thing to say? Well, if you Never got forget. nothing to hide, then what you worry about? I mm-hmm. think we now know well enough, and well, we probably knew well enough then, but certainly now, just based on the authority's track record, that no, I'm not going to just simply allow you to use my privacy to justify your means. Yeah, it has like to be just, provided. To it you. has to be provided to yeah. you. And so in this instance, yes, you're right. In this individual case, they saw somebody who the police were looking for. They spotted him and they called the cops. Uh, but as we've seen over yeah. this past year, we've seen where... There have been non-criminals doing non-illegal things or non, you know, they're not doing anything illegal yeah. and people still calling the cops. Now here's, so that's here's, when I get worried when people. I'm going to give you a hypothetical system. and kind of tie it into just a little bit onto what we were touching on with some of the issues with gun violence in St. Louis earlier. But let's use like this ring thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say a crime happens and a murder happens and it's caught on one of these cameras. But one of the issues, and it's been well stated by a number of parties, one of the issues in St. Louis is it's when a violent crime, a murder happens, whether it be a kid or an adult, the no-snitch policy, right, mm-hmm. on the street. Like, just keep it to yourself, keep it in the streets, we'll right. figure it out. And not really, no witnesses coming forward. Right. So what, what if someone has one of these cameras mm-hmm. and something like terrible like that happens mm-hmm. and it's caught on there? Yeah. It's their camera, though, right? Yeah. But they know that if they provide information, mm-hmm. provide details, that, that it could them. come back on them. Exactly. And every, But everyone knows what's there. Like, what then? Like, that's, that's a, a hypothetical. Because I'm trying to, like, show I you. I can absolutely like, understand where you're coming from in that way. Yeah. Like, where there's going to be complications. Absolutely. Where you think, like, hey, this should be sewn up. This should be easy decision. Right. That's not. If someone else fears for their life. By providing information and providing details, how do you handle that? That's a very good question because and, I would and, imagine. And, in and order who f- are you to tell them how? I mean, that's 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 a, it's not just yeah. Here's how it is. Right. That's not how that conversation goes. You have to explore different issues, and it, it might be particular to whoever you might be dealing with, or whoever you might be accusing, or whatever. Like and that. that you know, and that's a very good question. I I and I think that is again where lawmakers have to step in. I don't know how that would work because you're right. I think if you were especially trying to introduce that as evidence at someone's or trial, you would say, "Hey, give that to us." And like, right. We can't give that to you because I might end up dead. And essentially, yeah. And even if they were to find a way for the person to like, it's going to come out whether it's during the charging process or during the trial where they got that camera footage from. They're going to have to present it to a jury to say, like, we got is... it from Chris Denman. We got it from this address. So I don't know how you work around that. And that's a very good question, though. I, I, I see what, what you're saying, saying because I would... It's a hypothetical, would... right. but it's just a hypothetical that... I don't know. I think where there's not... Where we're going to... Where there's going to be conversations, obviously, where there aren't easy answers. 
or clear answers. Witness intimidation, especially in the city of St. Louis, is why a large bulk of these crimes go unsolved and a large reason why the crimes continue to be committed. I don't know how you address that. Honestly, I wish a, I wish there was something like, and I think it's a discussion that takes place in urban communities, black communities, community in large, when you have witness intimidation. And I don't know the right answer for that because unfortunately there have been numerous cases in our very city of witnesses coming forward and those witnesses lives being put in jeopardy. So I, that's a, that is again, along with a long list of things that, I hope our lawmakers are willing to step up and address. Gardner's going to address a menthol. We'll take a break. Yeah, it's will. Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, and we'll take a break here on We Are Live. We'll be back on the other side with Sam Lyons. Oh!